I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of the Over Underachieving Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the last one. I'm your host, Jared Brown, a.k.a. JB. Let's get it in. What's going on, everybody? You know why we are here. It's the Over Underachieving Podcast. I'm happy to be here as always. So, got some tragic news. I was really getting on this podcast to kind of share some positive things, and I, I will do that. But the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has transitioned, um, and she is no longer with us. Died of pancreatic cancer. But I guess the good thing about it, you know, she did die in Detroit, my home city, my birthplace. And she died in the city that made her, you know, the city where she started, where she started singing in a choir with her father and where her whole style was created. So, I mean, that's just a silver lining in my eye being from Detroit, but it's, it's pretty tough to lose the queen of soul because Without her, there's really no R&B diva. She's the blueprint. Or as the article I just read in New York Times called her, she's the archetype for the modern-day soul singer or the modern-day R&B singer. At least the kind I like to listen to and the kind that define black music and black women in music. And she's unrivaled as the queen of soul She's unrivaled. There's no like, well, it might be so-and-so. Nah, it's Aretha Franklin. Hands down. Nobody will argue. I don't even, I don't think there's anybody in the world that would argue. (coughs) (coughs) Because you really don't have anything to stand on. And if you did, her impact is so crazy. Her numbers are crazy. Her voice is crazy. Her ability is crazy. Her history is crazy. And I mean, she'll definitely be missed. Um, she's not Michael Jackson, but in black music and in black households, she's almost as important, if not just as important to our culture as Michael Jackson. So I'm saddened that she's gone. I mean, 76 years old is really not that old. If she was like 95, then it would have been like, okay, well, whatever. But 76, you got, you got some years, you know, you want, you want people to get up there to the nineties and the, and the 95s and the 92s or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to see a legend. go out any earlier than they have to. I mean, people die. Old people die. We understand that. I understand that at least. But Aretha was still singing, still bringing joy to people's faces, still amazing people with her voice. And you never want to see a legend go out like that or go out any sooner than they have to, like I said before. I was just reading an article in the New York Times and... Just her achievements are just remarkable. And more importantly, to me, always, you know, I was just impressed by her talent. 
But when you watch those old videos and you see her and who was that? Red, was that Red Fox? And you see her playing the piano. Like just being a musician, being more than a singer. As a producer, I can appreciate a singer that is more than a singer. You know, a singer that can play the piano, a singer that can do some arrangement, a singer that can have some control over their sound and and know what they're doing before they do it is is really hard to come by. I mean, we don't we don't really have those type of singers these days, not in the forefront at least. But here we are talking about the greatest soul singer to ever live, the blueprint for our modern day singers. And she was playing the piano. She wanted to read music. I don't think she ever got there. But either way, she was a really good piano player, self-taught, and was just oozing with music and soul through her pores. And you just don't get that. So, I mean, I understand why she, again, is unequivocally the queen of soul because nobody else is oozing like that with soul, talent, ability, direction, control, and just, ah, I don't even, it's, I don't even, it's, she's, it's beyond words. It's truly beyond words. I was listening to a radio show. (coughs) I was listening to a radio show the other day, or not the other day, I say that all the time, but really like a month or two ago. And I first heard Aretha Franklin doing A Change Is Gonna Come. My mouth almost dropped to the floor. I was just like, wow. If anybody knows me, and I'm going to talk about this a little later. If anybody knows me, they know I love female singers. I love a woman's voice on a record. More than anything. When I write songs, I usually write them for women. That's what I listen to. That's what I grew up on. And, <coughs> and that's just what I that's just my thing. From Mariah Carey to Whitney Houston to Stephanie Mills, Mikey Howard, Mary J. Blige. Uh everybody. Everybody and anybody. That's just what I listen to. That's my favorite genre or subgenre, if you want to call it a genre, it's just Vote, female vocalist, that's my thing. So I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, I, I love this. I love it way more than I love the Sam Cooke version. That is Sam Cooke, right? <laughs> and that was her That was her homie, you know what I'm saying? Sam Cooke was her guy. More than her homie, probably. But one thing that I really did appreciate about Aretha Franklin was that even though it was, it was old music, and you know the 60s and 50s and whatever else it was just always that good you know there was was, there are some artists where you can always guarantee boom you're gonna enjoy it Whitney Houston Aretha Franklin Mariah Carey well Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin and there's a few other artists where you just know if you never heard the song before you're gonna like it and 
I really appreciate that about about Aretha Franklin. It wasn't just like some old shit. And that was good. That was different. That was different. You know, the songs were always good. The chord progressions were always good. The solos were always good. They were just well put together songs, topped off by an amazing performance at all times. So, while I wasn't listening to Aretha Franklin all the time, every time I listened to her, I could always say, okay, I enjoy this. Especially the recordings. You know, they were always well put together. And there's a difference. You know, they, you can tell artists when they're involved in what they got going on. Whether they played a note or not, when they're involved, the recordings, the performances sound different. And she was one of those artists, and I appreciate that. Deeply. not too many singers out there in the world that can make you want to cry but I'm listening to this song right now and it's like the emotion is that serious the tears come because you know she just passed away but if she hadn't passed away there's still this deep emotion to where it might be tears it might be you know, saying, fuck, this shit is that damn good. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, if it is serious, you know, it's a it's a emotion that that takes over your body. And, and that's something that I crave. You know what I'm saying? That's an emotion that I crave from music. When I hear it, I know it. And I, I really can't get enough of it. And it's something that I really only get from female artists and that's why I listen to them that's why I enjoy it and that's why it's something that I'm actually passionate about it's always good to get into the old artists um, and find out that you actually enjoy it you know as a saxophone player you can go through and you can listen to these old recordings of these saxophone players and you're like man I do not want to hear this shit but then you find, you know, you find that one person, whether it's Charlie Parker or whether it's Cannonball, you find like, oh man, this, this dude got this, this, this dude got, 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 got some swag, you know? And that's how I feel about Aretha. It's like, oh, this was some this some old black and white shit, but she got some swag. And you drop her in the room with an orchestra and it's tears falling all over the floor. You drop her in the room with one single piano. And she's tugging on the heartstrings and she's pulling on different emotions. And that's just what I get. That's what I, that's, that's what people are going to miss. You know, that's a, that, that's a real honest thing that I think people are going to miss. And just a rawness that she had where she like, I don't give a damn 
what you think, what you thought I was supposed to sound like, what you thought I looked like, how big you thought I was, how small you thought I was. This is how I'm coming, and you got to deal with it. You got to respect it. And it just came through, man. When you get those kind of singers, it just is dope as fuck. So I'm going to throw on another Aretha Franklin song in one second. But man, I, I, um, more and more as I talk and talk about it, it's just like, wow. And if anybody knows me, I don't really be tripping about people dying. And I, you know, life goes on. But after I got home and sat down and let it soak in a little bit, it does feel, I feel a little something about Aretha. Especially after what I was saying about just a recent experience where I'm like, wow, that's an Aretha song. So then I come home. I think they played a few more of her songs that day, a couple months ago on the radio. And I was like, man, she just doesn't really miss you know, and then we got Whitney, and then she didn't miss, and now we don't have either one of them, and you know, it's just a it's just compounded sadness for the black community, for black music, um, and the music is just so important and so integral to our culture that I think these things just hurt us more than they hurt other other races and other cultures or more than their stars or their musical legends dying hurts them. That's just my opinion though. But let me get into another record, man. Off the same album. The same album. It's clear, it's to the point, it's not misunderstood, it's vulnerable, it's honest. Like, she's upset, but she also knows that she played a role in why she's upset. It's crazy. <laughs> like, come on, dog. What is recording quality? What is 24-bit quality? Who cares? Who cares? A good record is a good record, and this is a good record. This is an amazing record. Stop it. Ever had, boy.
it doesn't matter when this song comes out, it's going to be a hit record. If an artist comes out today with a song with this same kind of emotion, it's going to be a hit record. It's going to be their biggest record. That's going to, that's, I can guarantee that, that it's going to be their biggest record. Because you can't deny emotion. It's beautiful chaos. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, her whole experience is beautiful chaos. Her voice is all over the place. The music is everywhere. It's all different types of things happening at one time. And it's still beautiful. It's magical. You inside of the studio. You're inside of the studio with her. You're inside of the studio with 10 musicians. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I got to play one more. And this podcast was, a, was supposed to be about something totally different. Or not totally different, but not all about Aretha Franklin. But I had to switch it up, and I'll do the other one for next week. But I'm going to play one more record just because it, it, needs to, it needs to happen. I need to play it. Man, I slap your mama for, for starting a song off like that, man. Come on. You can't argue with that. Right? You can't argue with the mu the music, the musicians and the artists just speaking to each other so effortlessly. Man, come on, dog. There's no ego in that room. Everybody has the same goal. Ooh, boy. Nobody puts your heart in your stomach like Aretha and that band. On this song especially. The clarity. The storytelling. You didn't have to guess what she was talking about. And nine times out of ten, you can relate. And you know they can relate back then. Look how classy and elegant the horns are. This is an R&B record. At the end of the day, it's an R&B record. It's classy, boy. It's flawless.
I'm too inspired in this moment. 11.38. Golly. I could go on and on. I could play more records. I could talk a little bit more because she's definitely worth it. Because without her, there is no Whitney. There is no Beyonce. And I accept that. So I'm going to wrap it up. JB over underachieving podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you, Aretha, for your contributions to the black community, to black music, and everything you gave us. I'm grateful. Anytime I write a song for a female artist, I'm indirectly paying homage to you. Because once again, there is no black female artist without you. Not like we know them today. So I'm forever grateful. Thank you, Miss Franklin. And I'm signing off. Peace. Everybody.